Hello, good people, and welcome to the Bronze Beer Collective. This is episode seven of season eleven. Good save. Yeah, 7-11. 7-11. Um, yeah, I, I wrote I wrote down all of this this morning, and I have completely forgot about it. So this is episode seven. Uh, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Afternoon. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello. And with me is Carl Campbell. How's it going? The other Kyle or the real Kyle? Oh, not so special guest Kyle. I'm going to say the real Kyle. The real Kyle. The real Kyle. He is the other Kyle. Other Kyle's been demoted to other Kyle status again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. look, we're probably not going to hear from him again for a while. So, yeah. Um, what did you do? I don't know where to start. <laughs> Let's not then. Let's not. <laughs> anyway, only eleven minutes until this pie is ready. Yeah, depends. Depends how much Gay Droids is willing to uh, pay to sponsor the podcast. Whether he gets upgraded from other Kyle status. <laughs> oh. Just because I can't sponsor it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we are... Alright, so we're currently at City Lane HQ and um, today we'll be going through a few different beers that Paul has found at the back of his fridge slash pantry. But in the meantime, I don't know, what is... um, Before uh, before we get on to the Gab's Container B, which we promised last episode, what have people been up to? Um, Not much. It's in the Yarra Valley again, which was uh, fun, but no beer was... Well, I found out, so I was at Oak Ridge, and I was drinking wines, and I really liked their wines, so that was fine. Then as we're leaving, I see a bucket full of Mm. ice, and there were beers there from the public brewery in Croydon, which I've never tried any of their beers. And I was like, ah, we're leaving now. (laughs) So I can tell you about beers I didn't have, which is uh, disappointing. Yeah, it would have been an opportunity to try something new, but I did enjoy fantastic Mm. wines, so that's all fine. But yeah, on the beer, from the beer point of view, it's actually been relatively low key this week. It's a bit scary. Yeah, just prepping up for my um, trip. Um, so when so people listen to this, I will be in South America. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I am researching. So actually, getting some breweries down, putting them on maps. Which, of course, is the best way to plan any sort of trip. Exactly. Okay. Just look for the correct coloured star on the map and <laughs> walk towards it. Off you go. But have you get, have you found yourself using the um, Untapped has that really good thing where you just sort of like um, it's like a, a near me or whatever option where it'll just show you all. You the, call it a really good thing though, but it's 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 not that useful. I've, the problem is it's 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 because it's all like sponsored mm. venues, really. So I've, I've found it handy also. The definition of near is weird, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, so it it's yeah, it's not yeah. yeah, it's not ordered in terms of nearness. It's not ordered in yeah. It's, the right beer one is better. Mm. Yeah, I think. I agree. Mm. Now tapped is actually not bad either. But I think the issue but is that doesn't help in the states. Colombia, in particular, is there's not much of a big craft beer scene there. Mm. So a lot of pla- a lot of places that are doing beers just sort of doing kind of yeah. Yeah, gateway beers, I suppose. But um, I found a few places, actually, because we've spoken about Sao Paulo and the craft beer scene in Brazil, and there are actually quite a few cool bars in Colombia that stock a lot of Brazilian, really mm. interesting Brazilian craft beers, right. which is kind of... Um, it could be fun. Yeah. Um, and I assume uh, in planning for this trip, you've planned to have a, a decent-sized suitcase for a small amount of clothes? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's only one thing you need to put in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We will be. Try- I'm sure we will be trying some South American beers on a uh, season twelve episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a negatory from the background, but you know, mm. we'll, we'll need to resolve that. 
Well, that's a, that sounds like fun at least. Um, so I, I will flag something that um, I had the most recent task. From yes, Farrell. we we had the task. Uh, we did White Hart, which was. It's always nice to have tusks. What tusks. day was that? Was that? That was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I was supposed to have the tusk, but mm. then um, at four o'clock, I had somebody come to my desk saying, "Ah, like, literally, I'd had a really cruisy day. Like, you know, I was doing work, but it was all very mm. non-essential, non-time critical stuff." Then, yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon, mm. uh, we need you to do something. Someone says, "Come out over here from New South Wales," and da da da, blah blah blah, and we need this information. There's a meeting at six o'clock. We need all the information. Can you do something? It's like, yep. So, of course, mm. da, 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 and I had dinner and I couldn't make the mm. make task. And I was literally across the road from it. Mm. Should have just done the work from over there. Mm. No. I should have. I should have. Work is mm. work is always better on task. Mm. Work is always better on task. That's true. Mm. We should mm. add that to the list. Yeah. Um, Feral's, Feral, Feral needs to take note and for the other list. That's right. That's mm. right. The Dr. Jeff. The working person's beer. Task. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really impressed with the selection they had. We, we had quite a few new beers. At Whiteheart, yeah. Yeah. So I've, had... been, I've been to Whiteheart like two or three times in the last mm. couple of weeks. It's great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, well, that last episode. That, yeah, yeah. The yeah, discussion mm. we had. We've mm. had the pasta street. It's so oh, underrated as a... Like, nobody... People very rarely mention it as a craft venue, even on mm. all the Facebook groups and people mm. are like, ah, oh, mm. I'm in, in the city. Come to Melbourne for a weekend. Mm. Where do I go for beer? Nobody ever puts White Hart. But it's high on the list of container bars. It's just a cool bar. Like, even if it didn't have craft beer, it's just a cool bar that you should go Mm. to if you're visiting Melbourne. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fantastic craft beer. Yeah, the only hassle was we were like, we're stopping in for one tusk and then we're going to trivia and then we're like, oh, there's about six things we want to try that we haven't had yet. So we'll just try three. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, Ben and I went there before we went to the footy a couple of weeks ago and so we had three beers then and we had to stop there on the way back from the footy and I think that... Just had to. Just had to. to. (laughs) I think that explained why we were both passed out on Ben's couch like 8.30 that night watching like like, the the evening game. So, yeah, I think Ben's girlfriend was just like, well, okay, I'm Mm going to go to bed then. I'm going to leave you guys there. (laughs) Well, um... I, the one that I can recall is uh, the mango milkshake. Yeah, the, the um, last rites. Yes, last rites. Ah, mm. uh, it was a. Uh, it was a collab with. Uh, it's the thing with last rites that I never remember the names of their beers because they're always really weird. <laughs> like their uh, was their double IPA that I had recently was called like the Big Smelly Dooner or something like that. <laughs> Which, okay, that is hard to remember. Where are they in Cambridge, Tasmania? Cambridge, Tasmania? Is that, where Google, is that where Google thinks you are right now? No, that's where Last Rites is. Oh. Google thinks I am where I am. Excellent. It is. No, it is. No, it, look, it is in um, Hobart, though. It's sort of not near the city, but it certainly is. Um, oh, no, oh. look at that. It is literally on the way to. So, um, a bunch of us are going to Hobart in mm. June for a pub crawl and Last Rites is actually on the freeway from the airport to the city centre so we'll definitely be adding yeah. that to the list mm. that's a good plan yeah. so it was a uh, collab with Sailor's Grave yeah. a mango that's milkshake right. IPA um, called Going In Dirty of course totally makes sense yeah because all of them have got stupid names. That, well, I actually had it the next night. It was on at Sun, at Sun Moth. And it was like, because I feel like we kind of had to rush it through, rush them through because we had to get to trivia. Then I just, you know, I was at Sun Moth yeah. the next night. It's sort of like, 
I can I can have more of it now. Another underrated venue. I know, very beer. underrated mm. for craft beer. Beverly and fridge. Scando look. You can take away. Mm, whatever. Take away fridge. So that was kind of cool. Task is obviously always cool. I also had uh, I had last night the the acid and cola, um, the three ravens acid, but the cola version of it. Which yes, is, I, I saw that come into beer match, but I haven't yet to try it. It's it's only three point five percent, and it it tastes like a very very easy to drink sort of. It's just tasting. It's basically like um, like like a very uncarbonated cola. It's quite nice. Cool. Um, uncarbonated cola. Yeah. Oh, or it doesn't have a lot of carbonation at least. But that was a nice thing, and apparently that uh, they were saying at SK that uh, they had got like a box full of like it was half. It was the acid, but they didn't realize it was also half acid cola as well. Right. I thought that was cool. Very cool. Yeah, so yesterday uh, we had the batch takeover at Beer Mash. Shameless plug there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have work, so I decided to pop in anyway. I love the guys from Batch. Their beers are always awesome. And just went and hung out with the brewers for a couple of hours and... We had some cool stuff on. We had their Ethiopian coffee and black currant uh, dark sour, which is pretty intense. It's like twelve grams of uh, twelve grams of coffee per liter. Oh wow! So it's like intensely coffee. Wow. Um, and yeah, like things like Passion the Magic Dragon, and yeah, it's, oh, it's always great to drink with those guys, and they. Uh, they were telling us about some cool stuff that's going to be coming up and also potentially commissioned me for some art, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Jeff, what have you been doing? Um, mostly just been drinking, um, well, what we might call gateway beers, really. So I haven't done much craft beer venturing this week, but I did go back to a, like the standard hotel in Fitzroy. I haven't been there for mm-hmm. ages, and so because um, we'll just catch up with a friend who lives in the area. And yeah, just was just sitting there just drinking things like, you know, the Fixation Obsession and the, the Hawker's Pale Ale. And then on Thursday I was out at a, a trivia night and was on the Four Pines Pale and the Two Birds Pale Ale. And like, yeah, just sort of getting a reappreciation of beers that I used to drink a lot back mm-hmm. in the day or beers where if I was going to buy a six pack and just sit at home drinking, which I never do, but like let's hypothetically assume that I did this. Uh, then these are all things that could mm. feasibly mm. end up in the fridge and that I would just drink the six-pack mm. off. So, yeah, just the session beer. It's really getting a reappreciation of the session beer, which which was... But, you know, but it's it's like, you know, session beer plus good company. Uh, it's awesome. So, mm. yeah. Right. yeah you, it doesn't have to be about... Tr- and the thing was, actually, the best part was because I wasn't having to enter a beer in, like, mm. for five minutes every time a beer <laughs> arrived, I could just continue having a conversation with the person I was hanging out with rather than having to go, oh, just wait. Uh, so that was very nice too actually it's nice having to being able to just put this thing away I'm just for those watching at home which you're not like I just wave the phone at the microphone Uh, yeah just not having to engage with that for like a few hours is actually quite nice too which is something I think that we kind of forget about really absolutely we're we're obsessed with being online and obsessed with telling the world about stuff instead of actually you know Mm. drinking yep that's that's kind of a nice talk how will the world know yeah I'll get over it it is good though. Not, yeah. Putting your phone down. <laughs> As we're all looking at our phones right now. Phone, yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about container B. Um, as our pie is almost cooking. Yes, we're making pie in the background. Uh, so, 
Has everyone had a look at what's on Container B for Gabs? I have. At least I just finished looking at it then. Yeah, that's the first, <laughs> first time I've looked at it. And, and I didn't realise, but like the container, and maybe this has always been the case, and I just never paid attention, but the containers are all in alphabetical order, like in terms mm. of the brewery. Like, I, yeah, never, never, never paid attention to that before. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Things you learn. So, uh, look, Jeff, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so the one that took my eye the most was the, uh, the Libation Army Brewing Operations Fever Peach. <laughs> uh, it's from South Australia. Uh, and it's an Irish-style dry stout. So this this sort of doesn't sit all that coherently in the mind, right? Because no, clearly no. the name implies that there will be peach in it. <laughs> and then it's an Irish dry stout. Like a peach stout is pretty, pretty unusual. Mm. Uh, so Percy Pien, which I've pronounced horribly, translation filled peach, is an Italian dessert from Piedmont, Italy, where the brewer hails from. This beer... This is a beer take on that. Roasted malt base, peaches, kiwi hops, and dash of amaretto. Like, that sounds pretty interesting. Pretty local. And the, the name of the brewery is just awesome. The Libation Army. Like, I, that, that's, that's an army I'd actually join. <laughs> that, um, I, will, I will flag one. Um, the Green Beacon Parfait IPA. Yes. That caught my eye too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. With passion fruit. Damn, and, I need to find another one. And guava. Um, it's vanilla and lactose and inspired by parfaits, which, uh, at least Jeff and I have a very, very, um, um, long association with parfaits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a mixed sort of relationship with mm, the parfait, mm, I would say. That I do remember having a lot of parfaits, um, at the alehouse when they used to have parfaits and it pretty much, I don't think you needed sugar for a week afterwards. Except the week where I had seven parfaits in a week. Yeah, let's not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> but that cut looks kind of cool. Yeah, well, there's um, I'm really looking forward to the um, the James Squire's details come. That, that mm. sounds like <laughs> <a>, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You think the uh, largest, most corporate brewery on the list would be able mm. to uh, get their shit together earlier than all the little guys? As we've learnt from our, as I've certainly learnt from, I think as we all learn, the older we get, the uh, larger and more professional the company, the less professional they actually are. Mm. But um, no, the Caribou. I always like their beers, so pretty much whenever they do anything, I'm interested in it. And they've got one called the Holy Cow. It's a multi ale that has been infused with dates and pomegranate, inspired by an ancient Egyptian beer recipe, and Hathor, the goddess of cows, love, hospitality, and beer. Well, we were just looking up gods <laughs> so, of things last week, yeah, so yeah, this I mean, fits in really that well. That sounds really interesting. So uh, the... The beer that Hawker's doing jumped out to me because also it's a it's a three way collab between Liberty from New Zealand and uh, Weedy Brewing from mm-hmm. South Australia, so brewing out of my favourite pub over there, and they're doing a sour lactose raspberry IPA, which okay. sounds really interesting and based on the like the calibre of the brew brewers involved. I have a feeling that's going to be pretty damn good. Look, it's definitely going to be like a fight to see who gets, um, you know, who gets prominence on it. Hmm. Hawkers, I'm guessing. I think that's a. I'm slowly seeing the uh, the pattern emerge from mm. the things. There's a lot of like lactose in IPAs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's a and, lot of and there's, there's a lot of Nipah, obviously. There's so still. many Nipahs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other beer that that I sort of that caught my eye only because it will kill Chris actually. 
is the uh, Garage Projects OMG, that's the funky ship. Oh, yes. Mm. So 7.5% Nipa, super hoppy and hazy IPA with Nelson and Galaxy hops and a big old dose of blood orange, mango and grapefruit. Garage Project OMG. Ah, we see what they did there. Orange, mango, grapefruit. There you go. This one doesn't sound particularly um, adventurous, but if they pull it off nicely, it'll be delicious. It's just the Pike's Choc Hazelnut Porter. Just chocolate milk, cacao nibs, and a whole bunch of hazelnut post-fermentation. Mm. I really like Nutella, as I think most people do. And there's the, the Rogue beer, which is just the benchmark for that entire mm. stuff. Yep. So, so yeah. Nectar. Yep. Feral's one... I... It's called Shooter McGavin's Breakfast IPA, and it, I'm like, it could be really good, but also it you have to try kind it. of terrible. You have to try it. Like, it's, it's like... a New, New England IPA with wheat bix, frosted flakes, Fruit Loops, All Brand, Nutri-Grain, and Corn Flakes. That's batshit crazy. It's a thing that when I first read that out, my wife happily pointed out that those are the uh, cereals that come in the little box yeah. packets. Mm. <laughs> Well, if it does taste terrible, it will still work because Shooter mm. McGavin does eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be on point, as we say. And Foreigner, they're doing durian durian. So, um, <laughs> yeah, durian beer, that would just be interesting. There's no other way to describe what that could be. Um, and I'm going to finish with the one that is kind of, I'm just curious about what, what the heck it's going to taste like. Um, the Kaiju's um, Spasium Ray or Spasium Ray which is essentially just an India Ultra Pale Ale Ultra Clean Ultra Hoppy Ultra Good probably Ultra Pale too pretty Ultra just because I don't know what. how do you make a Pale Ale Ultra I'm really curious yeah, well, that just make find it out. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. That's 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 the question. I mean, it, it would be even better if it was an um, um, ultra extra pale ale. Well, everyone's just adding like things like everyone's invent like New England. Then insert word here or mm, extra mm, this and mm. super this. It's it's, it's a thing. Yeah. Well, Merrick at the mill is just has just added the word red to it. So. <laughs> But also, a New England red IPA could be really good. Sasquoctopus by Little Band. A 20.2% freeze-distilled barley wine. So that... That was unexpected. It's not one to... That's one to drink at, I don't know what stage of the day, but... Probably early. Mm. Probably early. Yeah. I'd have it early. I won't be there, but my recommendation (laughs) is have it early. All righty. Give me one more, people. Um, Um... Ocho's Eucalyptus. So it's a smoked beer, but not a Roush beer. So uh, smoked beer, smoked with juniper branches, and then uh, had eucalyptus and gum leaves added into it. Juniper branches? Mm. Not that was unexpected. Yeah, so like eucalyptus is a very strong flavor. Mm. 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 I don't know how it'll work with beer. No. There's only one way to find out. Look, like it'd be like making a mint beer, but who who would do that? <laughs> what kind of fool would do that? <laughs> well, there was well, the one that we had at Gab's, was it two years ago? It was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, the mint beer knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. The one that was, yeah. Well, like an after-dinner mint porter, like, yeah. you know, what kind of fools would do that? Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Awful. I would pity them. Yeah. Nobody's buying yeah. it. I kind of guess that what Carl, that's what Carl was getting at, but like, you know, it's all right. <laughs> um, all righty. Uh... Let us finish up there and let us drink some beer.
and we are back. And this beer we're drinking now is one that Paul, Paul, your friend brought back from the States? A friend of mine who is from Adelaide originally, but I met them in Melbourne, and now they live in Durham in North Carolina. As you do, of course. So they were... She was back in Melbourne a few weeks ago, and I mentioned that, oh, yeah, well, you know, could get one of the beers mm-hmm. on the podcast, and... Yeah, brought in a can. So it's a full steam brewery. So I believe you can't get their beers outside of North Carolina at the moment. So um, I had not heard of them before until she started working there. Yeah, they do a bunch of bits and pieces. So this is their um, Sorghum Foxfire India Pale Ale, which is their latest um, seasonal release. What, what does... Does anyone know what sorghum means? Uh, yes, I looked ah. it up before. It's a grain used to make molasses. Right. Yeah. Carolina farmed. Sorghum and barley. So yeah, let's say with a dash of wanderlust, this modern unfiltered IPA explores new ground, yet remains deeply rooted in the south. Aromatic hops take centre stage with a bright tropical aroma. Vermont ale yeast adds a layer of fruity esters and blankets the beer with a soft haze. Yet the fox does not stray too far. Ever mindful of our roots and our plough to pint mission, we brew the beer with a grain bill that includes North Carolina farmed sorghum and barley. Sweet. Uh, um, and it's got a really cool image of a fox on the cover. Um, only it kind of looks like the fox is drifting in air, but it's apparently that's how they attack. There you go. Carl tells me at least. Um, and he wouldn't lie. Hey, um, if you believe in something, you're never wrong. It's true. <laughs> I've, I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> um uh, we'll explain that. We'll launch that eventually, and you guys, and everyone at home will actually be able to see it as well. Um, have has everyone had a first sip or many sips? Yes, yes. several sips. Right. Um, quick thoughts before we go into other people's reviews. It's warm now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what sorghum tastes like, so I can't say whether mm. you can taste the sorghum or not. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's contributing that, like it's a bit sweeter than some mm. IPAs, yeah. and it almost has like a little bit of spice that. Had I not read the sorghum bit, I would have almost attributed to like, like a little bit of rye in there, mm-hmm. but not as intense as the rye spice can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice. Not no bitterness at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Right. Um, what are what are people saying about it? So we've got a Jared B at the House of Hops on the nineteenth of March. Disappointed for sure. Usually love full steam. Two stars. Followed by Amari O oh, at the brewery on the same day. Rich and interesting. Four stars. <laughs> uh, Scott F. First of April. Light and hoppy. Goes down easy. Purchased at seller 55. 3.75. Uh, Max V. Location unknown. Cool can. Cool beer. Great hop flavour in this hazy IPA with Carolina. Sorghum and barley grains. Four stars. Ah, purchased at House of Hops. Uh, a cool mix of dark, sweet with hop, but not as full flavoured as I would want. Sort of disappointing because of how interesting it could be, but still mm. 3.75, also purchased at the House of Hops. Nathan S, 3.5. My favourite web browser ripoff, Foxfire. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Very good. And oddly on the can, I just want to flag, it has in very big letters, or at least in very highlighted letters, um, con- contains gluten. It does, uh, but that's the first time I've ever seen a... Um, beer that actually really makes a point of saying that. Um, maybe there are a lot of beers there that don't contain gluten. I don't know. Um, I just assume it's people... part of that like 
people that actually can eat have gluten because mm. people that can't have gluten actually would know that mm. beer mm. normally has gluten, but people who say they're gluten free but they just think it's trendy <laughs> probably have no idea. I think it's part of that thing of like in the states, like oh yeah, it's a Snickers that has peanuts in it. It's like on there's literally peanuts on the wrapper. <laughs> yeah. but you have to put may contain traces of nuts. <laughs> That's like when we when we you, know, you go to the states and you go to the restaurants mm. and there's pretty much a little blurb. On yeah, yes, they are. But your state law requires us to tell you that this is produced in a kitchen that you know also produces mm. eggs. So there may be traces and blah. Like you get this full yeah, yeah. story mm, right. about mm. really obvious stuff. That's. It's fun and bizarre. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Matt L, three stars. Odd aftertaste. Kind of sour. Sour's not my thing. Thanks, E&J, though. <laughs> Tim uh, B at the refect- Refectory Cafe. Four stars because this isn't just another, ba- another basic as fuck ultra hoppy acidic nightmare IPA. Four stars. <laughs> Fair call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean at the Bermuda Triangle. A dry, mm, low hoppiness awesome. IPA, some orange light citrus on the front, some black tea flavour on the end. Interesting, light, easy drinking IPA, three and a half. Curtis D at El Rodeo. Do not like. Tastes like peanuts or something, but the can art is nice. One and a half. <laughs> yeah. Larry GJ at the Bearded Lady Bottle Shop, and bearded is spelt like B double E R did. Awesome. Uh, 5.5% ABV, 24 IBUs. This is a hazy American IPA brewed with North Carolina sorghum and North Carolina barley. Yet another winner for Full Steam Brewery for me. Four stars, followed by David C. at Radius Pizzeria and Pub. Underwhelming, (laughs) (laughs) 2.75. Sweet. All right, uh, give me a couple more, please. If you can find a couple more. I know this is filling you. Yanu C at the brewery Whiskey Tango Foxfire Four stars <laughs> I quite like that So I keep seeing this thing pop up in a lot of reviews It's like, oh, low ABV It's only five and a half Like, it's five and a half percent Yeah, <laughs> it's, not yeah. A, it's not a low ABV bit <laughs> Well, I mean, we've talked about this a lot of times I mean, it kind of is now Like, mm. in the grand scheme of, like, you know sort of, Yeah 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 it's just that's just that's just where we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, here we are. Cookie and brew at the Horseshoe Pit. Very easy drinker with a good bite. Has a decent body for a power with low ABV. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right. Oh, what do we think about this? Um, I am going to give it a three point seven five. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it a lot, uh, and I would drink it again. And I think it's better than something I'll just drink again. And yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That is exactly where I was leaning towards, and I think I could add much more of that. Yeah, it's three point seven five, but better than would drink again. Yeah, I reckon I'd give it a three point seven five. Like if it was a thirty-five degree day and we were doing this on the balcony, I might even jump it up to a four. Like yeah, that, well, that'd right. go down yeah. stupidly easy. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Three point seven five. I wouldn't go higher, but I certainly wouldn't go lower. Um, I'd definitely drink it multiple times if I could find it here. So on that note, we should move on to our last beer. And we have we have another beer. And the other beer is one that, I think it's one that's close to everyone's heart, although perhaps we normally go for the Kentucky version of it. Uh, what have we got, people? Uh, we have the Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout. So it's a variant on the mm-hmm. Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Um, so I guess the difference is just that it's been aging, um, well, I, sorry, 
aged in barrels that had recent that had been aging maple syrup, basically, mm. so you get a maple syrup flavour through it. Uh, apparently, aging pure Michigan maple syrup is that even allowed? Does it have to be Canadian to be maple I, syrup, or can you have non-Canadian maple syrup? I would have assumed you could only have a Canadian maple syrup. Mm. But no, I guess they don't have a. Mm. It's maple yeah. syrup, so yeah. it's yeah. Maple it's not. It's it's not like maple trees, dough. I suppose. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe Michigan were like responsible for mm. the for the um the maple syrup heist because you know Canada's yeah. got like their their national reserve of maple syrup in like barrels and that, there's that yeah. there was that, that incident that where heist was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, right. Michigan maple syrup. Se- oh, there's even a season. Michigan, Michigan ranks only fifth in maple syrup production in the United States. But it would all okay. be up there, right? Presumably, yeah, oh, it has to be. Right? Well, all in the same hood, I they're guess. Not going, they don't have maple trees in Florida. That's for sure. No, that's right. I mean, I could be wrong, but... I don't recall seeing many maple um, trees in Florida the last time I was there. Um, so just on the... Uh, Michigan remember, maple syrup weekend. I remember saving this from 2012. Um, police uh, Headline, police probing Quebec maple syrup heist worth $30 million. Um, where someone pretty much went in there and robbed a shit ton of maple syrup. Ten yeah. facts about Michigan maple syrup you probably didn't know. <laughs> Top ten. So Vermont leads the nation. That makes sense. 1.9 million gallons in 2016. Mm. Half of the US supply of maple syrup. Michigan is always in the top 10, averaging around fifth. But we could be first. <laughs> Only 3 to 5% of Michigan's sugar maples are used to make, are being tapped. They have enough trees. To, we have enough trees to outproduce Vermont. It's an underutilized resource. It, resource. It, 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 although we need to get back to the mm. beer, but there is. Is something kind of astounding about the fact that maple syrup is kind of like a currency. Yeah. It's you know it's up there with pork bellies and um, hmm. red, red squirrels like maple. Well, Michigan's right. first agriculture harvest every year. Well, now I've got to read them all, right? <laughs> it's probably Michigan's. Well, that's not a fact. It's probably Michigan's <laughs> the oldest agricultural product. Uh, I get out the fucking is or it isn't. That's like that's <laughs> ridiculous. It's it's basically liquid gold. Forty dollars a gallon. Maple isn't mm. the only syrup around. A birch, black walnut, and pine sap have all been used to make syrup. <laughs> there you go. But birch syrup requires t- twice as much sap per gallon as maple syrup, and it costs three to four times the average cost of maple syrup. All right. Has everyone had a sip? Yes. Very much so. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced. There's that. Not ten facts. There are just things. There are ten things <laughs> someone wrote down. There are some facts and some brain farts. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's beautiful just on first sip. Um, what are people saying about it? Um, LJ at the world of beer, chocolate attack. If you could liquefy dark, decadent chocolate goodness, this is what I imagine. Moi, four stars. Right. Mm, it's fair. Uh, uh, Eric W, strong and boozy, smooth and a little and a little sweet. Four out of five. Mm-hmm. Kelly G, my favourite beer, smooth, malty, sweet, perfect, five stars. Wow, them's fighting words. But mm. I like Kevin H's response, which is, I may, I'm naming my next pet CBS. Good, <laughs> thing, good thing I didn't discover this before I had children, lol. <laughs> Imagine if you did meet a kid named CBS. I mean, I'm not sure if you'd be allowed to actually... Um, name a kid so well, just got to make, make it the initials. initials yeah well I mean we're not in like like Iceland or mm. somewhere like there's there's like a mm. list there's an, there's an allowed list, list, list in Iceland yeah I mean you, I know there are band names here well New Zealand had that one didn't they last year I think 
or two years ago where somebody wanted to call their kids something and it went mm. to court and the judge was like, nah, like that's, <laughs> that's absurd. We, we technically don't have a list of names that you can call your kid, but mm. that's not fair mm. on that child. <laughs> we'll look it up after. Uh, Josh L, good beer for a blizzard. I agree. Mm. Okay. They've been in a blizzard, but I imagine that... Look, yeah. it's kind of rainy today. I feel that works. Mm. So, so this bucks the trend of all the ones we have. Not a stout guy, but I guess it's good. 4.75. Wow. <laughs> it's the opposite of how those usually go. Yeah, I'm not a stout guy. Yeah. <laughs> One. Yeah. 0.5. Get out. Wow. Good on him. Or her. I didn't listen to the name. Uh, Ryan R. Yes. Coffee, chocolate, vanilla, and just the right amount of sweet maple syrup. 4.75. At, um, I don't know where. Oh, uh, Kristen W at the Slippery Toad Saloon so she has a photo of KBS and CBS both being poured with the bottles next to them and they've actually both got their own glasses there's a KBS glass and a CBS glass Sweet. interestingly the KBS glass and CBS glasses are different she's uh, five stars pew pew the battle of the founders big stouts you know Brian R <laughs> two years with this crazy woman would not have it any other way Cheers, Deb. Four and a half stars. And then one of his friends has responded, where's this from, fucker? And he's responded, my fridge and my heart. <laughs> Paul G at Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, 4.75. Uh, Johnny B, silky like a bathrobe, not too pancakey. Good, 4.5. Also, I just realised the crazy thing about all these ones that we're doing is... Uh, I think they're on the, the last, the, the last yeah, five hours. Exactly. <laughs> No, I scrolled, well, I scrolled all the way to the bottom. Something like between 8th to 12th of April. Hmm. But actually, you wouldn't let me go back before 8th of April, interestingly. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Ashton, Ashton K at Medici. I'd give it a A, 4.75. All right, give me a few more people. Luke M at Sister Bar. Worth the price of admission. L-O-L, dark side inside joke. Wink, great stuff. Foie, <laughs> 4.25. That was complicated. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah, is it dark side as in um, a, uh, like the standard dark side or as in dark seed as in the... Um, no, dark side DC. as in Star Wars. Okay. Also, L-O-L is spelled E-L-O-H-E-L. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Benjamin S at the Blind Pig, very lucky uh, chance encounter for him. Stumbled onto KBS Vertical Day, 4.25. Best day ever. Oh, here you go. Here's an uncharacteristic below four star review. Philip B at Mule Bar. So good. Paige can drink it too, 3.75. <laughs> Lacking in context, but yeah, I like Very it. little in the way of that. I found mm. a 3.5 without comments. But... um. There's um, Kevin B at the Rumpus Room, uh, 4.75. He hasn't said what he thought about it, but he's got a picture of the tap list, this, um, the bottle list under section Wales. And there are some really interesting looking Hawaiian Speedway Stout, Imperial Mayan Mocha Stout, Perennial Sump, Cascade Rubonic Plague, Boulevard Tequila Barrel Lime Goza. Evil Twin, even more Pecan Pie Jesus. There's, yeah, there's some really interesting looking beers on that tap list. There you <laughs> go. Sean S at Founders. They released it! Five exclamation marks. Five stars. 
It's the one time where I'll um, allow more than three of anything in terms of um, exclamation points or um, full stops. <laughs> Dote man at the sawmill. And he's, the picture is of a um, beach and like sand and seagulls. This is nine hours ago. On draft at the mill and his mate, the Dark Knight, whom he actually has a picture of Batman as his um, avatar. avatar. Yes, it's a five. CBS at sawmill. It's a world gone mad. <laughs> and then his other mate, Ryan Kay, has responded, probably in a plastic cup too. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. Uh, what do we think about this? It's uh, very good. <laughs> it's quite nice. It's, yeah. Cocoa, it's maple. It's, but, it's, but it's not overly sweet, which is what surprises me. Mm. It's really well balanced. Well, I, I keep thinking back because like, uh, Jeff, when you and I had it, mm. it was that really super hot, like 37 degree day. Sure. And it was great then, but uh, the uh, combination of both had been a lot cooler and um, the bottle probably been a little older. And also it's had time to warm up, right? We had it mm. straight, out of, straight out of the tap. So That's true. that also, even though 37 degrees outside, mm. the beer had not yet mm. had a chance to Enjoy adapt those to 37 degrees. So, yeah. Um, well, I gave it th- um, four when I had it the last time, which I feel like is massively low because to me it's probably, I'm going to say 4.25. Yeah, I'm on 4.25 as well. It's like, hits up all the flavours that you want. The maple's not burdening, like mm-hmm. I've found with a couple of other maple beers. And then it's like, it's hard to go wrong with breakfast out as your base beer. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was on 4.25 as well. I think the only thing, that, the thing that's probably stopping it from going higher for me is it's actually quite thin. Mm, sure. Like I know some of those you know, guest stouts that, I've been, that I give sort of between 4.5 to 5, they really have that sort of yep. silky mm. lusciousness to them, which, yeah, this is lacking, I find. But the flavour is bang on. Yeah, really well balanced, not overly sweet, really good. Sweet. Hmm. How is the difference between the, as two guys who had Mm. it on tap, how is the difference between the body on tap versus bottle? That's a really really good question. question. Um, I think on tap it probably had a bit more body to it, I reckon. I don't think, Mm. yeah, I think, think, yeah, if you'd had this on draft, you might have had a slightly different experience. Mm. Like, not massively. Mm. Like, I'm not saying they're, like, completely different beers. But, yeah, I think it was a little bit sort of, yeah, a bit thicker Mm. on draft, I reckon. Not that it's a thin beer. No, no, no. It's just not as... Yeah. Thick as you'd expect. Yeah. Yep. It'd be amazing on nitro. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it's I'm sure if we look around it'll be that way there somewhere on nitro. So on that note, uh, for those who listen for next week's episode, we mentioned vertical tasting before. Next week's episode will involve a pretty significant virtual uh, vertical tasting. Virtual tasting. Virtual tasting. That's the worst kind of tasting. Yeah, that'd be it sounds awful. stupid. So in the meantime, uh we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, I have been Chris Shorten. With me has been Jeffrey Sheik. Yeah, afternoon. Afternoon. So, yeah, afternoon. <laughs> Catch you next time. With me has been Paul Christoph. See you next week. And with me has been Carl Cannon. See you later. And we'll talk to you all soon.